Good evening. My name is Jay Rothman. I'm the host of the show. Welcome to Real Men, Real Talk Live. Welcome back to tonight's episode 137. Again, my name is Jay. I'm the host of the show. I am excited to introduce two of my co-hosts this evening. First, Everest Love Heath, the man of the land from down under. He resides in Australia. Welcome back, Everest Love. As always, brothers and sisters, thanks for having me. Looking forward to diving in deep tonight. And of course, deep. we have Jay Riddy, <laughs> a.k.a. Josh Richard, calling Southern California home. Welcome back to the studio, Josh Richer. Blessed to be here and ready to rock it out tonight as always. So we're missing one of our co-hosts this evening. Uh, well, he's not quite missing. He's actually uh, he's actually on set somewhere. He's uh, doing a photo shoot, uh, traveling uh, this week or next. Uh, so next week, uh, we're going to miss Jeff this evening as well as next week. But next week, we have a special guest that will be joining us. We'll be announcing the co-host... Uh, at the end of tonight's episode, if I should neglect, uh, one of you guys can jump in and uh, disclose who it's going to be. But for this evening, uh, welcome back, gentlemen. Tonight is episode 137, and tonight's episode's all about are your relations ships or are they shits? And uh, <laughs> this is an actually brilliant uh, title that uh, uh, one of my co-hosts, Josh Richer, I believe, came up with. Uh, creative uh, director. That was Ev. Shark Tank, uh, for some reason, seems to be. Hey, brother, you well. can have it, man. You can have it. <laughs> oh, no, I can't take the credit for that one. It was a good, that's a good one, Ev. <laughs> was Ev that, Ev that came up with it? Uh, well, that's that was Ev. In the top left uh, corner of tonight's uh, tile uh, right here, right now. Ev, I'm going to invite you uh, to take a moment here to kick us off, get us hot, and uh, jump into into uh, relationships or what makes a relation shit. <laughs> <laughs> Love it, brother. Hey, brothers and sisters, I'm going to cross the other side of the pond before you dive into your ship tonight. I uh, just want to thank you from the bottom of my heart, as always. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Looking forward to diving in. Fortunately, we haven't got our brother, as Jay mentioned, but always here in spirit, Mr. Fasano. But we're talking about relationships or relationships. It was uh, just yesterday here in the land down under. Um, you know, it's a pretty controversial day. Uh, it's a day that's either mourned or celebrated, depending on what side of the fence that you may be looking from, uh, of first settlement uh, of colonialism here in the land down under, when the early settlers arrived on their ships. And uh, it was from that very point, as a First Nations Indigenous person, you would have actually saw the shits instead of the ships. What would have really happened is that there was such a big disconnection, which still pretty much lands today. And I started to really fathom on the thought when I was walking up uh, along our foreshore here in uh, local Awabakal country, 
just of those ships that were coming in on the foreshore. And it sort of uh, hit a nail on the head for me today and, and started to make me reflect on the relationships within my past and, you know, where some may have gone into relationships and why. You know, what I tried to explain on a previous video for the show today, uh, this morning here in the land down under, was that we all come onto this earth. We are birthed, my brothers and sisters, into the waters of a planet that is water. We are birthed from our mother's waters. From that point, a dock tour, doctor, doxus into our citizenship. From those earlier ages, when we are birthed from about years two to seven, we start to form relationships on those people around us. It's from that delicate age within our lives that we either start to feel a certain way about ourselves or we get to know those things within our lives from those earlier ages later on in life that may cause blockages within our own ships. Now, I don't want to move too fast here on this ship because we're going to dive in deep and I'm going to really talk about this in the deep land because when we look at ourselves as the vessel, as now our own ship that has birthed onto this planet, one big question we need to ask ourselves, are we the captain of our ship? Mm. Do we know the inner compass, the direction of our ship? Or are we still moving through those murky waters against the tide on our own ship? For me, 2022 was letting go of the connections that I had with other ships, relationships, which allowed me to find my inner compass that true north to now navigate through the waters of my own creation, my own creative waters, as opposed to finding that resistance and going against those tides, going against the waves that cause the resistance that does not allow to those capabilities, our own talents and our own gifts that we come down here on our own vessel. So, yeah, man, that's a pretty tidy uh, opener there from my brothers. So let's dive in deep about this one tonight. I'll go in a little bit deeper about this relationship and why many people are still finding them as relationships. Mm -hmm. yeah, what do you make of that, Kitty? <laughs> beautiful that you opened it up about <laughs> us, right? Because that's, I mean, that's our experience in this life is, is ours and uh taking back that ownership taking back that captain's hat like you said ev um and charting the course that we want in our lives and um it is tough because some of those relationships are in our lives um that are family or close family friends that we didn't get to choose and so how do we navigate that and and problems with that and, you know, we've we've talked about in past episodes, the letting go of relationships and how that, um, you know, frees us up and how that's also challenging. And then we also tonight, too, wanted to talk back about or come back full circle even and revisit inviting some of those people that we have grown apart from maybe back into our lives. So we got a lot to cover tonight. I'm super excited to see what comes out of this one. Yeah, love that. Love that, Josh. Go ahead. I mean, 
Because as you know, I mean, we never plan what happens on Real Men, Real Talk Live. You are seeing it as it's happening, and we are just in flow. So let's dive, let's dive in deep on relation, everything relationships. There you go. There you go. You know, it's, it's interesting. I, I work with a, a lot of uh, individuals as well as couples. And during the, the pandemic uh, over the last couple of years, there was a significant shift in the business and the business shifted from the majority probably at the time 70 percent singles or individuals coming in by themselves to do uh, uh let's say a, a land hike and heal experience and and it went from that to about 80 percent. it flipped 80 percent couples and um 20 percent individuals by themselves and what i found really interesting is that so many couples that are in a relationship uh, are seeking relief. They're seeking to release some of the pressure that's in that relationship mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because they know that if they don't release the, the pressure, what's going to happen? The ship's going to implode, <laughs> right? Mm -hmm. But I say, but the but part for me is, is that what I've learned is that before we can, before we can get a ship back on course, the most important relationship to uh, mm -hmm. to heal is the one within. And mm -hmm. but we're so focused on the relationships outside of ourselves, and we hope that maybe that relationship is going to fill me or you up, and then we'll feel okay, or we'll feel better about ourselves. But ultimately, before we can really truly right the ship between individuals, we have to be in a better space, in a, in a, in a place where, where there's some inner peace happening. There's some self-forgiveness. There's some empathy, compassion for what we've gone through in our younger years. So what do you make of that, Ev? And I'm, I'm curious, I'm curious real quick, Jay and Ev, I don't know if you're, uh, this is, this is a burning question for you as well, but. Terrible. Do you think, Jay, because 2020 made us all look within, probably for a lot of people, maybe for the first time in their lives, right? Yeah. Do you think the result that you saw here in the past two years of friction between partners was a result of diving into self, realizing things about self, and then maybe being afraid to express or be vulnerable or even say those things out loud to a partner out of fear that it would change the dynamic, change uh, the relationship, change, you know, alter things. So, you know, it's sort of like as we change, right, it disrupts that balance, um, yeah. that homeostasis that we've established. Mm -hmm. Would you say that that was one of the reasons you started seeing a lot of relationship happening? Well, I, I think it's a combination of things. First, first and foremost, depending on, on how much the airwaves you, how much of your power you turn over to the TV. And as we were going through the pandemic and, you know, some people probably had the, 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 the news cycle on pretty regularly. The second thing was sure. that individuals or couples that maybe are cohabitating, but have some relief because they get to exit the ship to go to the business. And many, 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 many businesses went remote. So 
one or both of the, the, the individuals who are no longer leaving the ship for the day, coming back, uh, coming back to uh, onto the ship, they're now on shore, but they're together. So there is, there's been this overabundance of time, energy even. So many of us aren't aware of the energy exchange that takes place in relationships. And so mm-hmm. between the, the fear, the anxiety, the downloads, the programming that, that we receive in the news cycle, and then people we care about that, that got sick, that went to shit <coughs> in, the, in the pandemic. I, I just That's think shit. it's a combination of many different things. Mm. But at the end of the day, yeah. is, is, is what, 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 what's definitely happened is, is that people felt smothered. Mm. And instead of really understanding the depth of what was happening, they were suffocating. And mm. they still are mm-hmm. to a large extent. What do you make of that, Ev? What are you mm. finding over, mm. overseas and your relationships? <laughs> hey, brother, it doesn't discriminate. Believe me, here in the future... Um, you know, the, the <laughs> people that I serve, you know, I would say just about 50% are going through the same relationships, uh, issues that you're talking about. Um, mm. What I see and what I observe, even from my own personal experience, I want to take this on two different levels, one in the 3D and one in the 5D. Now, let's keep it very simple. We might even do a, a whole show about what is 3D and 5D. But let's just keep it simple Mm -hmm. on two different states of consciousness for now. In the 3D, in the old relationships, it was very ego-driven, very ego-driven. With ego, it wants to box and identify relationships. It wants to have expectations within relationships. Mm -hmm. It wants to have a definite outcome. It wants to have the known. When we go into this state of consciousness into the fifth dimension, we are very more, very much more fluid in nature as a human being. You have to embrace the unknown. You have to see the connection of the ship with your beloved as more as a feeling, just the emotion with no expectation, with no boxed in identification, my boyfriend, my girlfriend, my husband, wife, all of that stuff is third dimension. When the ego mind does not allow itself to be boxed in or be able to identify in these labels that we've all been given from day one in the program and social conditioning, it, it, shits, it, it shits itself, all right? It shits itself. <laughs> so Josh wrote a beautiful book. Ship for Brains, which I'm sure you could share about this as well. So it shits itself. And you think if you had all that time to just reset and like Jay was saying, you're in the same ship uh, all day long, the ego mind gets really bamboozled. It gets Mm -hmm. suppressed. But on a higher self level, which a lot more people were able to activate within that time of pause, I don't care whether you understand it or not. Each person will make the journey back home either way. With that time, the higher self was able to come in on ship full time. Now, like I mentioned, we're able to start really forming 
partnerships with these condition or these connections without conditions or restrictions in the mm-hmm. shit. Mm-hmm. And this is where mm-hmm. it gets deep, man. Because now the people that I serve on their journey, particularly around the relationships that they've been through, I'm giving them tools that allow them to get back to their own true north thirst. Mm-hmm. So this means that you are not going to have to fall on another ship to fulfill your own wants, needs, and desires, to fulfill your own emotional well-being. Mm-hmm. You will not have to have another ship, a.k.a. person, to come in your life and actually try and complete you because you are already completed. They just complement you. Mm. Mm. Beautiful. This is, deep, I ha- this is deep. I hate that term. I hate that term, you complete me. That's such... Horseshit. I mean, since we're <laughs> we're we're labeling this this uh, episode that, um, and I'm going through for the first time, sort of a conscious and, like you said, me first relationship, making sure that I'm setting my boundaries, advocating for myself, expressing my needs, wants, and desires, and so is she. And then coming together. And what that's done, actually, is an interesting thing has come up. And you touched on this, Ev, was that my brain has not had a model of this in my life. So this is foreign and new to me, which feels strange. However, it doesn't mean it's bad. And it also doesn't mean you need to fall back on knowns or examples or things that we saw modeled in our lives. We, we are safe to move forward as long as we're expressing our wants, needs, and desires out of love and connection and holding space for the other person to do the same, allowing them to feel safe, right? As long as we're both moving forward from that place, unknown is okay. You can invent a new way that's yours and it doesn't have to look like the box you were talking about, Ev. The brain does want to put life and experiences into knowns and, uh, and understand it. And so it, it, the brain does scramble when you're in the middle of something new and it's trying to grasp at anything it knows. And when we are doing life in a whole new way um, from our heart center and from our place of truth, sometimes the world can look really different and really foreign to your brain, but that's okay. It's okay. And so I'm going through it currently too, where my brain keeps trying to go back to old stories. Ev's going to, Ev's going to lip sync for me. Uh, (laughs) My brain's trying to go back to old stories and, uh, and old beliefs that I was handed um, at how relationships have to be or should look or must look. And we're, we're consciously saying no, no, it doesn't have to look that way. It can look so this what, new way. What I'm hearing you say, Josh, is, is that many of us were on autopilot. You know, we had to ship uh-huh. on autopilot. And, uh-huh. and, and what I mean by that is, is that, you know, that statement of you complete me. And so many, so many of us are waiting for someone to fill us up, to fuel us up. And what you're sharing is, is that, this is the first time in your young life that, that you have actually are willing to change the coordinates 
the navigational coordinates. And although it may not be easy, although at times, you know, maybe you may have moments of discomfort. You have, may have moments where you kind of feel seasick sure. or uneasy, queasy. But the difference, sure. what, is that, what does that bring to you that you didn't have before in the relationship? Do we have another hour? <laughs> um, joy, peace. Um, that mental space, you know, you know, all the little stories we used to create in our head when the about the other person or their response to us or reaction to something we said. Oh, it's because, you know, it, triggering things like rejection and triggering all these fears and all of this stuff that all starts to go away and it gets really peaceful. And then when all that noise is out of the way, there's joy, there's laughter. There's pr the present moment. You can actually be with someone and enjoy being with someone doing what you're doing and experiencing in life. And that has been, I mean, from a guy who had a lifetime of noise in his head, this is like the most beautiful, calm day out on the ocean with the sun beaming down on my face and a grateful heart. And it's just peaceful. It's so pleasant. And then you really get to enjoy the other person. Since there's no expectations of them to complete you or disappointments when they don't or, you know, all of, all of that, that whole game aside, when that's all out of the way, too. Well, I, I will say this, uh, Josh, is that in the, I guess we're about five years that, that you and I, um, connected ago and i i have never seen this is the first time i've seen you at um uh, in peace like mm -hmm. consistently in peace it's kind of like ever you guys uh i know you've all witnessed that that moment when you wake up and even the sometimes even the ocean is just glass it's just so, so smooth mm -hmm. is you could barely see the ripple that's all you mm. can see is just a little ripple. Mm. It's just, it's just glass smooth. Mm. Mm. That, that yeah. is uh it's been such an honor to witness that as, uh, as your brother, as your friend, mm. um, as your co-host on the, the, the show. Um, it, it's, it's, it's beautiful to witness and experience you're navigating through this, this new set of, uh, choppy waters but it's no longer choppy it's just like it's smoothed out and it's so beautiful and i'm so excited for you and uh and your partner it's just uh it's such a beautiful space that we're witnessing wouldn't you agree f yeah it's magic man and it's not to say you know like you know we're up here talking to you about the ideal partnership going into the uh the new way of living we're going to go through these choppy waters. You know, our brothers are going to have sure. those choppy waters. I was talking to an old yeah. gentleman yesterday and um, uh, another brother. He, he reminded me actually of, of the craftsman that we just had on a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> he was, a, he was an elderly Hello, man. and Yeah, Eric, man. And um, I, I talked to him about obviously the show today with relationships. And I said, how long have you been to, you know, with your missus for? He said, 42 years. 
I said, wow, you don't hear about that much these days. And I remember Eric mentioning, I think he was 45 years. And I said to him, so what's the secret recipe? What's the secret juice? He just looked at me and goes, mate, we just make it work. (laughs) We just make it work. (laughs) As simple as that. Right. So it's not as if you won't have those choppy waters. It's not as if you're going to have those hard ships. Um, but it's about being able to come together and, and realize that you now are boarding a mothership between the two of you and the uh, one connection. So now we are able to form this connection as the one, and we are going to be able to grow through our challenges, obstacles, and hardships that may come within our life. But yep. it's also going to be balanced out with the stability of the ship, the security of the ship, and the intimacy of the ship. I'd like to switch gears here in this moment uh, because we've been talking about, let's say, a committed relationship, uh, a partnership of sorts. But there's another type of relationship that I want to I want to explore. I want to go I want to go deep diving into, which is relationships that are platonic ones that. um, Ones that we may have let drift out, for example, I got uh, I got a, a personal message about a week and a half or so ago from a, a man, a gentleman, that the last time he and I had a conversation, we were children. And he reached out yeah. to me to let me know that his mom had just transitioned and she's my godmother. And I had I got hit pretty hard with that that note because I realized in that moment that I hadn't invested any time, any of my time or energy into developing that relationship with his mom and father as an adult. When I became an adult, I drifted off. I got busy with my career. I got busy with marriage. I got busy making children and, you know, living, living the life that I was living. And it really hit me really hard. I mean, it really hit me hard. And hmm. at first, I had to really work through the process. You know, the first the first place you go, it could be to a little bit feeling guilty, like, oh, my God, like, I never, I don't have that opportunity now to go back and even acknowledge mm-hmm. to um, my godmother how meaningful she was in my life, the memories I had of my youngest years uh, being in that relationship with her, my godfather, and their two children, who of course are adults now, and then and then I was able to quickly move through that those icky feelings and go to just to accept sadness instead of beating myself up for it. I was like, okay, what's the lesson from all this? And and what am I? What's what's really below that that feeling of kind of feeling a little guilty? And I realized it was just mm-hmm. sadness. And, and then I took it to that next level. It was like, well, how many other people in my life have I drifted away from that were meaningful? And the beautiful thing was I, I reached out to, uh, I reached out to uh, an old friend that uh, I forgot how many years it had been, but we were like in the same neighborhood when I lived up in Seattle. And we hmm. calculated it was about 23, 24, 25 years since we had been in touch. You know what the beautiful wow. thing was? I was like, I, let's talk. Uh, first of all, I was like, I don't even know if he was still alive kind of thing, you know? 
And then I was like, can we do a video chat? Because for me, if I can't physically touch you, at least I want to, I want to be able to see you through a chat. I don't want to have the, the, the safety of just a voice, just the audio. And we connected and it was beautiful. I mean, there were tears and you know yeah. what? I may have only seen that man cry once in the 15 years that we were friends. Hmm. But there were so many tears uh, between the two of us. And, and um, I know this is that there's absolutely no doubt that that relationship um, will continue to, to grow. And there were others that I reached out to in the last week and a half as well. Relationships that, for whatever reason, had drifted. And, um, and that's where, you know, we get to kind of reestablish relationships, but at the same time, sometimes we may find that they've outgrown us or we've outgrown them. So I, I want to kind of open up this dialogue now. How do, how do you, how do you navigate back into a relationship that you've drifted apart from sometimes for decades or more? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then you, you know, you assess it that, you know, is it good for me? How important is it? What's my motive? Mm -hmm. And they and they could be asking the same question. And then you may find that that relationship is one that maybe it's, you know, once a year or once every six months. Mm. But how do you renew an old relationship that 20 or 10 years or five years ago, you felt this connection? And then you kind of, what if you kind of go back into it and the connection is no longer there? What do you do then? What do you make of that, Josh? Mm-hmm. I've had both. I've had both where, you know, I've, I've let friends go reconnected and it was beautiful. And we picked right up where we left off. And I was like, man, this, this was really important. You're, you're reminded, right. Of all the reasons why you loved having this person, this friend or, or person around. And, um, man, it was great. And you're like, I got to put more importance into this. Um, and then I have had the other two where I'm like, reminded where you're like oh yeah this is why i kind of let that go and mm -hmm. um that's okay too that's okay too but people are allowed to change right and we you know if if you have disconnected from somebody for some time i mean we've obviously been making changes in our lives right it's silly to think that they wouldn't be too so i think just meeting it with an open heart and not like ev just said her in the beginning not necessarily letting your brain put them in the, the old box, you know, give them, give them room. Hey, we've yeah. all been kicked around in life and been out sailing on the stormy seas and gotten, you know, learned a lesson or two out there. So um, people may surprise you. For yeah, sure. I love that, Paula. 100%, man. No expectations going into that. But, but also, yeah. too, you would have hoped, too, Jay, that, uh, you would have done enough work on yourself on, on the introspection and the self-awareness journey because, you know, it is easy to go back into the past and dig for some of these things within those other relationships. And like Josh has just mentioned there, you may have absolutely ascended and transformed in, you know, miles capacity compared to that brother or sister. Now, obviously, without judgment, You've got to be aware of that, that they may not have changed at all. So this is where I always talk with, you know, people about you, you've got to really visit these values, man. 
you've got to be so in touch with these values. And to me, if you want to navigate back onto the ship and bring in some of these past relationships, if you've gone to a level where your ship has now been upgraded, the new model, and that you are in a direction that is aligned to your purpose and vision, you want to really make sure that these brothers and sisters are going to be aligned to at least a couple of those values within your life. Because for me, they are truly the inner navigation, the GPS system. And then aligned with that, that's where we have those instincts from the gut. That's where we can start navigating with intuition as opposed to allowing this ego mind to go back and think that these people are going to be the same. Because from my personal experience, man, many of them aren't. Many of them aren't. When do you, when do you assess, Ev, and make a determination that we only have so many hours in a day? Life, mm. you know, our time management, if you really break it down, how much time do we really have? And what if you assess that the relationship has evolved or we have evolved or they have evolved and that that intimate connection is not there? What do you do then? Do you let it go back? Do you let it drift back out? Look, each to their own. We're all in a free will universe here. But for me personally, <laughs> you let it go. You cut the cord. You detach from that connection. Because, yes, we all have ample amounts of energy. I've said this on shows, but we are limited in time, brothers and sisters. Mm -hmm. So this is why, you know, like many of my own personal relationships that I had to let go, they were not aligned to this new version that I'm currently in now. Now, that's not coming from a judgmental, I just know my true north, I know my purpose, my vision, and I know my alignment to my values. Yep. Cut Beautiful. the cord. I'm glad you brought that up too, Jay, because that's, that's what happens when we get older, right? We start to feel the clock, and time starts to increase in value. Um, you know, when I was in my twenties, I was fine entertaining people, uh, entertaining relationships around me that, um, weren't necessarily fueling me, um, because you got all the time in the world when you're 20, you know, but, you know, start knocking off decades and time starts to get more valuable. You know, there's, a, sure. there's another component to this too, though, guys. And, and what that is, is that. Sometimes when we make a decision to cut the cords to a relationship, at that time, it, it may feel appropriate. But as, as we continue to be on this journey of coming home to self, and if we're doing the deep, deep, deep dives to heal those, those younger wounds and whatever stories we've been living in, or whatever stories that at the time felt authentic around why we may drift from a relationship or exit stage left, right? As they say in Hollywood, Josh, Richard. Um, mm -hmm. Is it possible that we can look back in a moment in reflection and really be brutally honest with ourselves 
and realized okay. that perhaps it wasn't about where they were at. Maybe it was just where we were at in that moment. And it was exactly. a story that we created or that we were living in because of what we were maybe going through unrelated to that relationship. But at the time, it just felt like we just needed that, that space. So that time just for that distance to, to do that, that mm -hmm. deeper dive. And is it possible yep. then that, that we can, that we can have the courage. You know, I made a call this week, a friend that I known for decades now, and I drifted from him. It was a choice mm -hmm. that I made at the time. Mm -hmm. And then through this experience over the last two weeks, it, it, he came back into my consciousness and I realized that it wasn't really about him. It was about where I was at. And so what mm -hmm. I did was, you know, I, I tapped into what I call one of the five C's. The first C is courage. I mm -hmm. reached out. I made the call. And we reconnected. And it was beautiful, you know. And, and the beautiful thing is, is that when that other individual is coming from pure love and in that moment, you know, they're able to find, they're able to like, Basically say, it's it's over. It's it's good. We're good, right? We're good? We're good. And to move on, you know, and, and hopefully renew mm -hmm. a relationship that was meaningful for both of us. But I've made mm -hmm. a number of those calls this week, and I'm not done. There's a few more mm -hmm. that's, that's, that's on the horizon as, as the sun rises in the very near future. I plan on making a few more of those calls. And, and Jay, what, why are they coming up? Like, why are they coming up at this present moment? Well, because, of, because, because I realized when I got word that my Aunt Barbara had transitioned, I never, I never, as the adult, ever, ever really, I mean, I saw her um, maybe, I don't remember how many years ago, but there was no renewal. There was no investment uh from my end to, to stay connected to her. Mm. And I just realized in that moment, it was probably one of, maybe the first time in my adulthood that I realized how precious life is. And if there are those people that were meaningful at some point in your journey, it's, it's okay to reassess. It's okay to, it's okay to reassess and, and, and mm -hmm. process it and, and determine, is this a relationship that you want to at least consider renewing? And when you can, mm -hmm. you know, and knowing that, you know, I knew that some of these people may not even be alive today. And that courage is beautiful, Jay. And it's, um, it's a hard place to be sometimes, especially when we're the ones who screwed up or mm -hmm. disconnected or didn't put in the effort. Right. It's hard to face that, but you know, I've never met a single person that didn't meet me being honest and saying, you know what? I didn't put as much into this friendship. I, I said the same thing recently too, Jay. Um, you know, I had some very deep, meaningful, amazing friends from friend from high school who his wife ended up, um, you know, meeting her and she's an incredible soul. And every time we get together there, we have great deep talks that we're in alignment and it's, um, it's a really special thing. But I haven't put um, as much importance on that relationship. And I haven't put the time into that relationship that it deserves. 
And so she came to visit recently, um, came to L.A. and set aside time for me in a very busy only few days she was here. And I did admit, I said, you know, I haven't put as much into the relationship with you guys as you guys have uh, staying in touch with me. And I'm sorry. And I, and I screwed up. And I really you guys are important to me. And I really want to cultivate this relationship and give it more energy. And, you know, that telling on ourselves, um, I know it's hard sometimes. But uh, as we've learned here on Real Men Real Talk Live, telling on yourself is the most beautiful thing. And it's always met with uh, love. And so having that courage to say those things and even literally say them to the other person is always met with um, forgiveness, forgiveness and love. Yeah. It's, and it's and I think what I think what's important though is, is, is that we could easily slip into old patterns and behaviors around guilt mm. and shame and beating sure. ourselves up for it. And, mm, sure. and I'm not encouraging that in any way. What I am encouraging is, is that if you feel it in your heart, share it, just share it, just share yeah. your truth in that moment, not coming from guilt and shame, but just coming from love mm. without, without those conditions and judgment of self. Mm. Yep. And, and when we're able to do that, it, it just, that other person should be able to feel your sincerity and, um, Hmm. Yeah. What are you getting? What's coming up, brother? You know, you know, I think the most important part of this is that when we get in, when we realize, when we have these epiphanies, which is what that was for me, this is mm. a massive epiphany. Instead of going to beating ourselves up and going to the shoulda, coulda, wouldas, I, I stopped that really, really, really quickly. I mean, within less than 15 minutes, I worked through that and I went right mm -hmm. to what's the lesson for me? Because if, if we're just living in that, that muck, you know, and that you ever, you ever go, you ever go walking or jumping in off the boat <laughs> and, uh, and, and it's dirty water. Oh man, that, that's, it's just mucky and it's dark <laughs> and it's dense and it's slimy. I'm not suggesting we live in that anymore. I'm suggesting we we seek the internal lesson. Mm. What is it for, mm -hmm. for me to, how do I grow and how do I learn? How do I show up and grow up today? Mm. And then we can, we can, you know, we can honor the emotions and feelings around sadness. And I'm still in it. I'm still feeling sad that, you know, I know that although my, my aunt has, you know, she's transitioned and I know like I have a beautiful relationship with my own father today. It may be healthier than the one I had when he was alive. Mm. So, but you know, that this one's a little more challenging because last, you know, last time I really had a, an in-depth conversation with her, I was probably a teenager. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's just a beautiful, this is what life is about. Life isn't, doesn't have to be about self-sabotaging, self-deprecating thoughts and emotions and feelings. It's all about the lessons. And when we can tap into what the true essence of the lesson is for us, it, it, it brings me every time the gratitude. Because it's mm. like, okay, well, now that I got the lesson, now how do I feel? Now what do mm. I do? Mm. 
Mm-hmm. And you turn that pain, that painful moment of regret into um, now joyful experiences with other people you're reconnecting with. Yeah. That was the gift. Yeah. And mm. yes. it's beautiful that you, that you caught it, Jay. Yeah. And you caught it yeah. early and you caught it fast. Um, hmm. And that's all we can do, right? Yeah, absolutely. We can't, we can't control what happens outside of us. However, mm-hmm. we can control how we respond to it and respond to what happens in life and turn them into jo- more joyful moments rather than. Yeah. I want to switch gears again and uh, I want to open it up, Bev. I want to invite you to share with us. Uh, how do we determine when a relation has become a shit instead of a good ship to be on? And and then what do we do with them? What do we do? What do we do with it? First thing is for me, brother, and you know, we've talked about plenty of these red flags, you know, um, once you've been able to do your own work though, you know, for me, you've got to be able to know, that true north that I keep talking about on this ship of yours before you really understand what those red flags may be within, you know, a particular relationship. So, I mean, you can ask yourself plenty of questions, but know your role in the relationship. We, we briefly talked about it a few minutes ago where we need to take ownership in that particular relationship as well. So when you know your role, how you turned up, how you showed up within that relationship, then start to, like I said, understand, understand, understand some of the red flags. Ask yourself the big questions. Are some of those things within your life, you know, basic things, are you able to have and share your own inner voice within that relationship? Are you being heard? Are you being listened to? You know, is the communication there? You know, is it aligned, whether it's platonic, whether it's, you know, with um, a beloved or whatever sort of relationship with these, are they aligned to those values that I keep talking about? Mm-hmm. Understand your own emotional triggers. For me, is really one of those ones that should be right up the top as well. Sure. So when you understand your own emotional triggers, even from past relationships, then now you can ask yourself in the present, are these being aligned and are they aligning to who I am now in this particular emotional state and well-being of my life? Beautiful. So when we're able to dive in deep with some of these self-reflective questions, then we can ask ourselves, is this relationship aligned to my true north at this stage within my life? And as we mentioned previously, if they're not, you've got to cut the cord and detach. Otherwise, like I mentioned earlier, on a fifth dimensional level, energetically you are still bound and moored onto the other ship. Mm-hmm. And, so and I, I would like to, you know, the caveat too is that if there's any level of abuse in a relationship, why are you Red staying flag. in it? Red flags, man. Mm-hmm. Why do we stay? Mm-hmm. stay? Fear. Fear. We may not feel good enough. We may feel like we need that love from that particular person. And mm-hmm. like I mentioned, that energetic attachment on an emotional level that can only be released from the inside within. Mm. 
Mm -hmm. And here's the thing. We're fighting, <laughs> we're fighting our brain. And we've studied this a lot and we've talked about it a lot on the show, but uh, the brain wants to keep us comfortable. It wants mm -hmm. to keep you in a life that doesn't require a lot of new energy and effort. It's trying to keep us asleep in old patterns because it's efficient. Um, and that's not always in alignment with where we want to be. In fact, rarely are our old stories and patterns uh, in alignment with the new. So we're at a crossroads where the brain is trying to keep us in comfortable. And that's when you hear those little stories in your head. Oh, you know, let's, it, this is easy or so-and-so is my best friend or, you know, I, I did that for eight and a half years. I stayed in something that was comfortable um, and I was afraid to leave. Mm. I was afraid of the unknown that was out there. I was afraid I would find a better friend if I could. Um, mm. And when we don't have models of how things can be in healthy ways, that's a giant unknown right? You're stepping out into, who knows, the world. it could be worse. So why risk it? You're going to stay in something that's comfortable. And I did it. I totally mm. did it. And uh, yeah. it was fear for mm. me. Yeah, I think you, th you think, sorry, brother. And do, you think all, and do you think also, brother, um, there could have been a level of low self-esteem? Sure. Yeah. Mm. And lack of boundaries and <laughs> i mean the list goes on right um yeah uh absolutely and i did i didn't have the, i didn't have the courage to uh, the other thing too is back then i didn't believe i was worthy of more deserving of more right mm. Mm. is the other was, piece too josh that i that i think you touched on tonight is that if, if we grew up in a home where we witnessed our caretakers mm. in a toxic relationship that went to shit and they stayed together, that was our norm. Even though, even though it may have been very scary, created pain, but unless we have a, our own, go through our own spiritual awakening of some sort, and do some significant inner healing to even understand the trauma that we encountered, even if it wasn't directed at us, but if we witnessed it, let's say between mom and father mm -hmm. or our parents that were raising us or our caretakers, mm -hmm. we don't know any different. That's, that, that's our, that's our baseline. That's our template for relationships. Mm -hmm. So how do, how, we only know what we know. Exactly. And, exactly. and, and that's, we don't know what we don't know either. I, I was just going to say that there's another side to that too, is that, you know, we only know maybe negative patterns that we've seen, but we also too don't know new awake, aware relationships that we can have. And, mm. um, you know, just like I'm inventing a new way to do it now. I've also carried that over, you know, doing that um, in the relationship, the, the romantic relationship that I'm in. 
I've carried that over. I said, can I do the same model with mm. family? Can I do this with friends? So my a whole new world has been opened up for me. So we don't know what we don't know, right? Until it's until it's in front of us and we're experiencing it ourselves. So yeah, it goes it goes both ways. I'm uh, curious, Josh, if you could take a moment here to tell us more uh, about how what you what you have been embracing in in your intimate relationship has has kind of uh, dialed into other relationships. What is mm. it? What are you applying? from this healthier, intimate relationship in your other platonic relationships that may involve friends and relatives. Totally. Friends, family, coworkers, whatever. It's like they're all relationships, right? It's all based on similar principles um, of expressing my wants, needs, and desires, uh, being even a little bit more vulnerable, in some of the friendships and family relationships, expressing things that I may be afraid of or that, you know, and, but yeah, most of all, it's expressing, you know, the importance of communicating and mm -hmm. then asking the other big thing I've done in my other relationships is asking other people in my life, what do you need from me mm -hmm. in this moment? I've, a friend's going through a really has been going through a really big stressful time. And so I asked my guy friend, what do you need from me in this moment? You know, there's a lot going on. And I've asked that and I'm like, why wow, it works so well in, in uh, my, you know, romantic relationship. Why can't I carry this over into a guy friendship? Because it feels mm. really nice when somebody asks you that. It's like they're acknowledging where you're at or something you're going through and saying, what do you, you know, hey, as a, as a buddy, man, what do you need from me in this moment? And mm. it may be nothing. And, and um, but I've been doing that with my family. I've been doing that with, you know, my sister. I've been doing, I've, I started to carry this model outside of just this one relationship that I'm, I'm experimenting and trying this in. And trying it in all of them, and it's been all met with the same result, is deeper connection and all of us feeling more seen, heard, and valued. Love that, Josh. Mm. What do you make of that, Ev? What, what's the journey been like for you most recently? Um, have we got another hour, brother? <laughs> right uh, deep man deep because you know deep in the area particularly in that relationship area where past ships definitely have been trying to sail back in and you know when you see those past ships coming back in like i mentioned earlier there is always an opportunity for a past relationship to work but you've got to really ask yourself are you prepared to open up a new shore? Are you prepared to open up a new beginning based on where you currently are on your ship? If you're not willing to create that new beginning based on really be authentic and really honest with yourself, brothers and sisters, ask yourself, are you willing to go back down that path, to go back on those seas? Or now, have you been able to go to a level in your own life that now you're willing to explore new seas? Isn't that what it's about, brothers and sisters? Being able to explore 
new oceans, new seas, being able to experience. So you've got to be really honest with yourself. And when I went back to those values of mine, brother, and I was really honest with myself, I couldn't open up to go and visit those seas again. That's why I talk about it's really important to have a really deep understanding of yourself, brothers and sisters. Otherwise, you can really be caught into those past waters and really you can really become shipwrecked again. Hmm. Wow. So if, if I may paraphrase what I think I heard you say, Ev, is that um, before you drop the anchor one more time, Make sure that your ship with self is stable, is upright. Because if, you, if, if you're going in, again, I would invite our viewers to, if you're mm. contemplating jumping ship and going back into another old relationship, ask yourself the question, what's my motive? Mm. Am I going in for a healthy motive or am I going in because I want you to fill me up one more time? Mm. Because I'm not, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm feeling lonely, mm-hmm. and I'd rather be in a toxic, unhealthy relationship that we know went to shit the last time, <laughs> than, than feel alone. And if we're feeling lonely, we did a show on that this year or last mm-hmm. year. Yeah. A couple right? of shows, you know? yeah, man. Yeah. What's the difference between being alone or feeling lonely? Yeah. So, and, Josh, man. I want to invite you, Josh, it's to a- closing thoughts. What are you thinking? We're gonna say it's beautiful that it's beautiful that we always bring it home to self, right? And this is the most this is the relationship we have to work on first. And when we can give ourselves love and support, support through boundaries, we start to protect that little you know boy or little girl inside, uh, the one that we are searching for all of these other people in the world to protect. When we finally turn that energy inward and start doing that for ourselves and showing up for ourselves and speaking our truth and speaking our boundaries, it starts to clean up all the relationships in your life. And Mm -hmm. those start to be about joy, sharing time, uh, experiences, and they're less about expectations, disappointments, um, and needing anything from that other person. So, yes, I think I will just simply close out with the most important relationship in your life is the relationship with yourself. And the last two years I've spent cultivating that relationship with me have given rise to all of these amazing things that have now come into my life. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wasn't seeking any of these I was simply focusing on the relationship with myself and that was my main goal and everything else just magically showed up like it does. So beautiful, Josh. Oh yeah, brother. Oh yeah. Yeah. And I want to piggyback and uh, just share that my closing thoughts are um, absolutely in alignment with what you just shared, Josh, in that, um, a few relationships in my life have evolved. You know, we, we went through some significant shitty waters, you know, choppy waters, pain, storm, 
those relationships have evolved because I needed to spend time doing some deep diving within myself, like what you just shared. And so I have absolutely, I know it's possible. It's totally possible that if there's a relationship worth going back and revisiting with, we can renew. But before we can create a healthier relationship of around intimacy, we have to be willing to first create a relationship around into me, I see. Mm-hmm. Yep. Ed, what do you got? There it is, brother. All right, we're good. There it is, man. So next week, next week, we uh, Jeff Fasano is going to be, again, he's, uh, he's traveling. He's doing some significant photo shoots uh, and all. But uh, we're going to – we missed you, Jeff Fasano. We missed your uh, presence. We missed your wisdom this evening. But yeah. we know you're, mm-hmm. we know you're, you're doing mm-hmm. some – hopefully some self-care while you're traveling on the road, taking care of business. But next week, uh, we invited – uh, one of our most favorite uh, co-hosts, uh, special co-host, Rachel Fiore, has agreed to join us next week. We uh, we have a production meeting Monday, so we have no idea what topic she's going to come in hot with, uh, wanting to dive into. But uh, we're so excited to have Rachel Fiore join us next week on episode 138 on Real Men Real Talk Live. But for this evening, what can I say other than I love you guys? You guys are the brother that uh, I didn't have growing up. But, you know, you, you showed up right on time. You showed up right on time in my life. I love you guys. And viewers, have the courage. Step in. It's time to show up and grow up for yourself. Most importantly, for that little boy and that little girl that has been waiting for you to come home to return to love, to love them unconditionally perhaps in a way they may not have experienced in their childhood. But now you get to show up for them and you get to change that relationship from shit to a beautiful relationship of unconditional love, honor, (laughs) respect, seeing them, feeling them, understanding them, holding them, and just loving them forever. And with that, thank you all for joining us this evening on Real Men Real Talk Live. We'll see you next week with Rachel Fiore. Peace and blessings.